with a closer look at the news and events affecting Prince George. Welcome to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, as you just heard on the forecast, looking out our window here at Quebec and Third, what you see is what you get for the rest of the day. It's supposed to be snowing fairly lightly, though. A couple of days ago, they they had sort of a heavy snowfall warning, but now it's just a snowfall warning because it's going to be snowing all day. But it's also going to be warming up all day. And we're going to get things going, talking about stuff that's going to be warm because it's inside. Ken Hall, the executive director of the Prince George Symphony Orchestra, joining me this morning. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. So I understand you guys are turning a moose loose on Sunday over at uh, UNBC. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Morris the moose. He's coming back to town. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so now, this, I'm just thinking Morris the moose. Now, that does not sound like something that would be like a main stage concert or anything like that. Well spotted, yes. yes. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recall Beethoven writing anything called Morris the Moose. But wouldn't it have been wonderful if he had? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what is Morris the Moose? Well, this is uh, this is the children's show that mm. uh, that we've put together. Uh, Barb Parker, who's uh, right. worked with us forever yeah. um, and is a wonderful educator and a musician, uh, has put this together. Is This is actually our second time doing this show. Okay. Uh, we did it a couple years ago, well, three years ago, I guess, um, under the title Land, Sea, and Air. But everyone started calling it Morris the Moose because <laughs> Morris the Moose is in it. And he sort of stands out. He kind of stands out because yeah. he's, he's a large, hairy, antlered <coughs> mammal. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of tough to disguise a moose on the stage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now, so this is one of the kinder concerts. Now, in the past, I seem to recall there's been kinder concert series each year mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's been like say one focusing on like say the woodwinds I mean the next one will focus on the strings it has, have you done that sort of thing this year I don't think you have not so much no. um, not that that's uh, not something we wouldn't get back to but yeah. uh, our, our first one in December was the full orchestra oh or, yeah I mean, wow. smaller version thereof yes. but uh, but still it was uh, you know everybody all, all the families of instruments represented yeah. and, which was great um, and this one is like that too, uh, but a smaller group. It's about mm-hmm. twelve musicians on stage, okay, and one moose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now, is the moose the conductor? No. Oh, okay, that's too bad. No, the moose <laughs> is a special guest. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, our th- our third performance will also be a f- bigger orchestra. So it's uh, I. And I think it's is great for the kids to yeah. to see the whole orchestra working together as well, right? So yeah. it's great to focus on on groups of instruments, and it's great to show them all working together. So with something like this, with one of the kinder concerts, is there sort of a story that ties everything together that the kids can follow along with? Well, within the story, within each concert, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There's, there's no, uh, it's not no, a trilogy, no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Return of the Moose. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this, this is the story of Morris the Moose, who uh, is looking for a new home and traveling across Canada and wow. encountering music from all across Canada as he oh, goes. Okay. So a lot of folk music. Uh, okay. I think they're playing like Black Fly and mm-hmm. you know tunes like that that are sort of staples of Canadian folk music as well. So it must be kind of nice for the musicians then, to some extent as well, being able to play something like that rather than, you know, I hate to say the stodgy classical they usually play, but give them the chance to sort of lighten up a little bit. I I think they enjoy, you know, having a range of things to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I, I mean, if we only did children's shows, oh. I don't think they'd be very no. happy with us. But uh, I, I think it's fun for them as well, yeah. Yeah. So now, is there a particular age group that Morris the Moose is aimed at? We're, we're saying uh, sort of kindergarten through grade five. Okay. As the, the target age. Yeah. But obviously, you know, parents are free to make decisions on their own. And yeah. If they've got a younger child who's already been listening to Beethoven's Fifth, then you might. It, it, then it's up to you. I mean, they may uh, not enjoy yeah. Morris the Moose too much because, oh my goodness, this I, is. I think they'll still enjoy it. It's yes, still a lot of fun. And of course, you know, younger siblings are something yes. that we see come a lot, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And the older kids as well, like grade six and seven, let's say, just a couple of years older, they might enjoy it because they might be starting to know a little bit more about the orchestra, and so they may actually be paying a little bit more attention to the orchestra itself rather than the moose. Yeah. I I mean, once they start getting that age, if they're into classical music, they'll be telling us what's going on with the instruments, right? Yeah. (laughs) Which is great, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really up to the kids and what they're Unless they point out that so-and-so missed a note. In that last song. Yes, that's considered impolite. <laughs> yes. So now, it's folk music. Are there any vocalists involved? No, it's okay. uh, it's it's more uh, instrumental-based. So there's right. there's some fiddle, fiddling kind of stuff. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Now, a fiddler is in a classical orchestra, in a symphony orchestra. You don't often hear of that, but I think I know where you're going to find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's some around here, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and in fact, we have uh, one joining us. Okay. Yeah, later this season, uh, Daniel Lapp is coming to town Ooh. doing a concert with him. But that's okay. That's he's a not, couple months down the road. He's not just a fiddler; he is one of the fiddlers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're very well, excited about that. What I was thinking, though, was when you were saying fiddlers, I was thinking because it's it's a discussion I have quite frequently with musicians, where I say, "Well, what's the difference between a violin and a fiddle?" How you hold it? And, well, how you hold it? And, 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 and what music you play. That's really all. Yeah. It's the same instrument, obviously. Yeah. And the one fellow, I can't remember where I was. It might have been Kamloops. I was talking with somebody from the orchestra there, a violinist. Mm. And I asked him. And he said, he laughed. And he said, the funny thing is, he said, I studied classical violin with a very good teacher. And he always called it a fiddle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, we call he says fiddles. there's basically sure. no difference. He said, as much as anything, it's what music you're playing. Yeah. Like, you don't use a violin to play bluegrass. Well, you can. Well, yeah. But you you <laughs> but probably call it a fiddle, though. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it, it goes both ways. Like, yeah. everyone oh, yeah. calls them both. People yeah. in the classical world call them fiddles, and I'm sure people in bluegrass, bluegrass call them a violin, too, right? It's, yeah. But, yeah, as you say, it's it's the music you play, and it's it's a different uh, just discipline in yeah. a way, right? Yeah. Uh, Fiddle music is more, there's a lot of playing by ear, uh, more improvisational type stuff. And uh, obviously classical training is about reading music. And and especially with orchestras, of course, playing in a group Mm -hmm. in a way that is is more directed. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And then you guys have got a main stage concert at the end of the month with uh, a fiddler who's a PG native showing up. Well, okay, he's technically called a violinist. Carl Stobie <laughs> is one of the guests. Yeah. But the other thing is, I guess, the very first piece at this main stage concert on the 26th at Vanier Hall is a world premiere. That's right. Yes, our, our very own Simon Cole, yeah. who's a fantastic musician. Is yes. A, a quintuple threat or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> plays all kinds of instruments and composes and teaches oh, and yeah, yeah he's uh, so he's got a piece called the return which sounds very appropriate for what we've been going through yes i, I think he might have been thinking about something <laughs> yes yeah. so you got that and then as i said you got carl stoby coming in and he comes back every what couple of years i think he usually well every shows, few years yeah. anyway yeah yeah um yeah obviously uh great ties to prince george yes. and uh the wonderful to have such a oh. world-class violinist uh, be a regular yeah it's, it's wonderful and he as i understand it is doing a piece or is performing at least with the orchestra in a piece which hopefully gives an idea for what we're going to be seeing in the near future the lark ascending yes <laughs> a springtime piece yes <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's a wonderful just beautiful piece yes by von williams yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. And then, of course, the uh, the Enigma variations, oh, which is uh, yeah. this, the, I guess this is our English concert. Right? We have Vaughn Williams yeah. and Elgar. Yeah, and well, Simon Cole as well. I mean, he's Canadian, so that sure, counts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Elgar. Now, I'm trying to remember because I've, is Elgar not pomp and circumstance? Does that sound right? The piece that you always hear the graduation <laughs> ceremony. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. that's Elgar, yeah. and that's probably the piece most people associate with him. But I have heard of the Enigma Variations, and it's a... Well, it's one of those pieces. I think everyone knows Nimrod, even if they don't mm. know that they know Nimrod. Okay, yeah. Uh, one of the variations. Um, I mean, it made a huge appearance in the score of the movie Dunkirk. Oh, recently, okay, yeah. Right, the Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. So if it's showing up in a Christopher Nolan movie, I, I assume some people have probably yes. heard it. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to pick up some piece that nobody's ever heard of before and throw it in and assume that people are going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they might, but you don't know for sure. Well, I mean, it's it's such a, a powerful piece of music. And, yes. and there's a reason why he used it at the oh. climax of his movie, for yes. sure, right? Yeah, and now something you guys are also doing at the PGSO, which has nothing to do with being on stage. Mm-hmm. You guys have got a 50-50 draw going on. That's right, yeah. yeah. So what's what's happening there? Well, uh, tickets are online. Mm-hmm. Um, they're available. Uh, there's a link on our website. Uh, it's easy to find there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a 50-50 draw. And okay. Draw will actually take place at the performance on February 26th. Oh, okay. So you we'll, don't have much time to get your tickets then. No, it's uh, it's only a few weeks away that yeah. we'll do the draw. And, uh, yeah, so... Hopefully, people will enjoy that. So, it, what's what's the maximum prize? Because I know with fifty fifty draws, that's one of the other things. Is there's usually yeah. a maximum that you can't go up. Past. Yeah, 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 because so. of the way the licensing is. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, twenty thousand dollars. Is what okay. we're hoping to get to. Okay, so um, now is that twenty thousand dollars total, or is that the prize? Would twenty thousand dollar prize is the maximum Whoa. prize? Yeah. So forty thousand yeah. dollars worth of tickets sold. Yeah, for the well, that's one. the goal. Yes, we got a little ways to go, but, yeah, but that's hey. the goal. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on, people. Yes. You don't have anything else to do today because it's snowing. Well, and Buy the one some tickets. The one thing is, we can guarantee that we won't have to get, we have to cancel it because of COVID. That's right. <laughs> that's the good thing about doing stuff online. <laughs> yeah. Now, are all the tickets online, or? Is there a possibility if people go to the uh, Kinder concert on Sunday, would you have somebody there selling tickets or no? We, we can help, but all the tickets are sold okay. through an online platform. Yep. We will have someone there with a laptop, so okay. that's that's so you know we'll we'll help you out. You'll be more than happy to take people's money at the Kinder concert, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> so now for tickets for either the Kinder concert or the main stage concert. 
are they again still all just online or can people actually come to the office? They're welcome to come to the office. Mm-hmm. We're at 2880 15th yes. Avenue. Um, or you can phone or, uh, or visit our website. Okay. And now you guys, because this used to be a bit of a bone of contention, because we, of course, used to be in that same building. Right. Well, we used right. to be in the building next to it. Right. And I know at least one person who used um, GPS to find 2880 15th Avenue. Okay. And couldn't find us. Because our building is 2830, was 2830 15th Avenue. You guys are at 2880, though. That oh, building is 2880, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I again, it was something I think most of the people at the station weren't even aware that we technically weren't at 2880 15th Avenue. Oh, I, I didn't even realize that, because yeah. it's Studio 2880. I know, that's, that's the whole complex. And the main <laughs> building is 2880 15th, but, uh, but the funny thing is, of course, like... The uh, the gallery and also the offices for the community arts council mm. are actually at twenty eight thirty, right. just to confuse things. <laughs> so, what is the phone number? Oh, it's two five zero five six two, oh eight hundred. Okay. And now, what hours are you guys open? Because there's no sense somebody calling at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> looking for tickets. Yeah, we're we're open nine to four thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, on weekdays, yeah. So you know, get your tickets by the end of day Friday if you want to do it by phone. Uh, but they'll be available online right up to the concert. Okay. Um, we won't be selling them at the door. No. Uh, but again, you have the option to buy them online, even if you're standing yeah. in line. And now again, for the Kinder concert for sure, and probably for the main stage concert, standard COVID rules apply. You have to have your passport. You have to present your ID. Absolutely. Yeah. You could sit in your family group obviously but then other than that it's yeah so so we're we're following the 50 percent capacity yeah. and just encouraging people to spread out and use yeah. all the seating available and if, i think yeah. most people now have got a fairly good understanding of that i, I think my, my instinct is to sit as far away from people as i can in a theater well, right well, yeah. and the <laughs> other thing is yeah. especially at concerts and stuff like that mm. especially well Classical, we'll say Morris the Moose is classical. People tend to want to kind of sit a little bit more on their own so that they don't feel like they're really part of a crowd. Well, I think people like to spread out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you want to be with your family so that if your little kid's going, what's that instrument? You can either tell them or you can make up a story. (laughs) (laughs) So now... You were saying, so it's it's sort of like the full orchestra in, in miniature for Morris the Moose. Like, there'll be representatives of all four families, yeah. but yeah. not as many of them as normal. Exactly, yeah. So there's strings, brass, percussion, and woodwinds. Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. Not, not a full complement. Yeah. Think. And again, both the facilities, you guys play at a fair bit, don't you? Like, Canfor, Canfor Hall up at UNBC, you guys use a reasonable well, we- amount. Yeah, before this year we hadn't used it, I guess, for a few years, but yeah. we're, uh, we're doing all our kinder concerts okay. there this yeah. year. Oh, it's a, it's and it's been a wonderful yeah. space for that, and yeah. that's great. And of course, uh, the main stage Hall. is oh. Vanny Hall. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which, considering it was built back in what, the late 60s, I think, sounded about yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. very nice facility. They've, up, they've updated it, obviously, since then, but. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's functional. It's showing its age. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I mean,. You know, we're, we're excited about the ongoing talk about maybe yes. building something else. Something else that uh, yeah. you know, time will tell. 
Yeah. And the nice thing with your guys' concert, because February 26th, that's a Saturday? Yeah, that would be a Saturday. There shouldn't be a basketball tournament going on. Yes. Because well, I have been in there when there's music going on and there's a basketball tournament happening basically right next door in right. the gymnasium at PGSS. And it doesn't work too well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Ken, again, Kinder Concert this Sunday, Main Stage Concert February 26th. What is the website where people can get their tickets, more information, and 50-50 tickets? So it's www.pgso.com. Okay, pgso.com. Nice, simple, straightforward. Yeah. Ken Hall, Executive Director of Prince George Symphony Orchestra, as always. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. Okay, take a quick break and be back with more After 9. Throughout your life, the information you need to thrive and survive continually changes. Tune in to 93.1 CFIS-FM, Tuesday afternoons at 1 for Senior Moments. Each week, Sharon Hurd and AJ will talk with the movers and the shakers in our community to keep you in the loop with the information you need from the people who know it best. Sponsored by Riverbend Manor, Tuesday afternoons at 1 with a rebroadcast, Tuesday nights at 9, Senior Moments. Only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. The Prince George Council of Seniors is looking for an energetic individual with experience in managing a not-for-profit organization to be their new executive director. The executive director leads a dedicated group of staff and volunteers in developing and implementing services and programs for seniors in our area. A full description of job duties is available at the Seniors Resource Center on the corner of 7th and Victoria. Applications for the Council of Seniors Executive Director position will be accepted through the end of February. Heighten your executive performance with Vantage Point's Executive Lab. This transformational program will elevate your leadership skills to engage your board, staff, and volunteers and move your team towards your organizational goals. Registration and full details are available through the Executive Lab link under training at thevantagepoint.ca. The workshop runs seven consecutive Thursdays starting May 5th. Application deadline is March 24th. Vantage Point's Executive Lab, transforming not-for-profit leadership at thevantagepoint.ca. Forecast for Environment Canada. Snow today, wind from the south at 20, a high of minus 10 with a wind chill this morning to minus 27. More snow tonight, south winds becoming light early this evening, temperature rising to minus 6. For Thursday, cloudy with snow beginning near noon. Winter to 15K. A high of minus 3 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 8. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned to After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, one of the big winter events in Prince George, of course, every year is the Prince George Iceman. It's got a different look this year. It's actually already started, but it's running for the full month. On Friday evening, our post-to-post show, I had Julie Abdergrove from the organizing committee and participant, well, I called him a competitor, Jesse Church. Ugh, I wouldn't call it competitive. In the Iceman. <laughs> then we have the expert. Did I get that? Julie Abdegrove is with the organizing committee for the Prince George Iceman. Good evening, Julie. And you're probably going to need to move the mic a fair bit closer. Yeah, don't yeah, – no, even closer. Oh, yeah, okay. you've got You've got to almost be biting it. Okay. Okay. COVID rules go out the window when you're dealing with microphones. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Julie, again, this year, it's an Iceman – but it's not like the Iceman we used to see a couple of years ago, is it? This is a, what are you calling it, a virtual Iceman? Like, what is that? Are people competing on the computer? 
No, they okay. actually have to do live events. Oh, Jesse, there goes Sorry, I'm out. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing I can do. <laughs> so what we've done is it's virtual, and we've divided the legs up and to weeks. Okay. So. There'll be one week for each event that would be part of the Iceman. Okay. So, hence, like, week one would be the ski, week yep. two will be this the runs. Okay, so the runs, though, are usually, like, legs two and four, right? But you're yes. combining them into one week. Into one week this but year. But the, the person, whoever's doing the run... You can still have five runners. You can like still have five, two different people. Okay. Five people. And you don't have to have somebody just do a 15-kilometer run. They, they can split no, it up over the week. Okay. They have to do a 10K and a 5K. Ah, okay. Yes. Again, Jesse, they're making your life easier. <laughs> and then what are the other events? So that's weeks one and two. And, and then, then you'll have your skate at the oval mm, yeah. for week three and your swim at the pool for week four. And that's starting next week, I think, isn't it? It starts on Monday. Wow. Yeah. So it basically runs the entire month. It does, yes. Unless yeah. you're a soloist and oh. you can do that all in one day if you would like. Which is what Jesse is sort I'm of used to. I'm a bit of a masochist. So yes. yeah, uh, I did sign up as a soloist this year. Okay. Again. But it's going to be a little bit different, isn't it? So when I, ta- I did talk with Ron Gallo, who is uh, who's kind of spearheading the thing. Well, because he's the one that I saw on TV talking about okay. it. I wasn't going to do it this year because I didn't like the virtual idea. Yes. Um because I've always done it just as one thing. I probably would have a much better time if I split it up, but I've always <laughs> done it in a one-day thing. Um, but then he said that there was going to be a soloist category, and uh, when I talked to him, he said, you know, you can do it on February 28th, all of it, if you want to. They're going to have the ski track uh, set up all oh. month out at... Uh, no, um, Otway. Otway. I was going to say California. Otway Nordic Center. Otway. Yeah. Yes. Say that three times fast. But they're going to have that. Yeah, they're going to have that set up all month. Okay. So um, gave me a little bit more time to uh, yeah to quote unquote train. So I guess that's the advantage, Julie. If you want to do it as a so- now, you can do it as a soloist. Do it all in one day, or you can can you do it as like an individual, but do it one event each week. Absolutely. Well, Good. You're not considered a true soloist no. unless you do it in one day. No, it's like saying, I'm going to compete in the Ironman triathlon. I'm going to do my marathon part this week. I'm going to do the swimming part next month. I'll do the cycling in a couple of months. That's not really an Ironman. <laughs> so so those are the three main options then, right? Team. Now, does the team have to be five people? or can No, you ha- it can, just like any other year, it can be as many okay. people as you want. I think most of the time, if they don't have five, most of the teams end up with four, don't they? With one person doing both the or running legs. One year I was on a team and we only had three. Ooh. So two people did two events. Ouch. Is it still the same rules, as, or sorry, not rule, but the same guidelines as before where you can't have a guy that's a really good skater go for like eight different teams, though? Because I know that that was something that they used to do. You have to sign up as one team. Yeah, you're just one team. Okay. Now, could you, if you wanted to, though, sign up as an individual, not a soloist, an individual, and be part of a team as well? Yep. Okay. Because it's virtual, so... You could totally do that. Yeah. And you do have, regardless of whether you're a team or an individual, not a soloist, but an individual, you have to do the event in order, right? Like you yes. can't say, well, I'm going I'm to go running next week. Well, no, you can't. You have to do the cross-country skiing next week. Uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. We have the weeks laid out and you have to do your event that week okay. if you're doing it as a team. So the skiing is out at Otway, as always. Yes. Um, the running... Obviously, you it's not the course. Route. You just choose a course. Yep. 
And do you have to be exactly 10 kilometers and exactly 5? Or if you're 4.99, are you going to be okay with that? Yeah, it's on an honor system, right? So... Yeah. And then um, what else is there? The skating. Obviously, you head down to the outdoor ice oval. You betcha. And the swimming. I'm going to take a wild guess. The Fraser River. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It's the Iceman. <laughs> now, Jesse, yeah. Jesse just kind of like, I'm <laughs> Let's do it. No, swimming is at the Aquatic Center. Now, for those events, like for the skating, especially, well, I guess also the cross-country skating, but especially for the swimming, you have to... Are you responsible for your own fees to get into each of these? Absolutely. Okay. And the swimming, and I guess because you've got some of the people doing, like, the soloists who are doing it all in one day, um, Jesse was saying they're going to have the ski tracks obviously open all month, but it sounds like on the 28th especially, they're going to be completely open for people who haven't already done it. If you're doing it as an individual van... Like, is there anything like that at the swimming pool, or mm-hmm. is it just you just go there during one of their regular times and do your laps? You would have to line it up with the pool and okay. when they're open and their COVID rules yes. as well, yeah. right? Now, for things like that, is it a good idea to possibly have somebody who goes with you who can sort of attest to the fact that, yes, they did this many lengths, or yes, they did this many laps on the ice oval? Or is it really It's an honor, honor system. system. Okay. So, so you're basically, yeah. Is there any sort of proof, shall we say, required by the committee for each of the events? We are asking that people provide proof. Um, hence, like I have a running watch, right? So Mm. I can prove everything I do. And most people that do active sports have some form. Yeah. Of tracking. Or, an app doing. or something like or, that. Yeah. Or if you even again have a friend come out and even with your phone get a picture of you on the ice oval. That's yeah. probably good enough and then you post here's what my time was. Yeah, like okay. I said, it's all on the honor system yeah. that we're doing this and it's just to kind of keep the ice men alive while yeah. we can't do in person yet. Now I'm thinking for the team event. It makes it a little bit more difficult to some extent for the teens because before it was just, okay, everybody show up on this date. You show up here. You show up here. You show up here. Now it's, okay, I did the cross-country skiing. You did the running. Didn't Bill say he was out of town this week? <laughs> and how is he going to do the ice oval? But maybe he's somewhere where he can do it. Okay, yeah. skate too, right? Because yeah. it's virtual, so it doesn't well, he have to, to be. Hawaii. Yeah. Well, then he's, he's, doing the he's swim out of luck. Then, yeah. your team, then your team is in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Take a quick break and be back to hear some more from Julie Abdegrove and Jesse Church about the Prince George Iceman after nine. My life was going downhill fast. Everybody was on my case. Now, I kept hoping that life would change real soon. I knew drinking too much messed up my life. A friend suggested I check out AA. It worked. I found myself in an AA group. Finally, I've got my act together. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. You set out to make a difference in the world, but how do you increase your leadership capacity and organizational impact? Using their award-winning non-directive coach training, Essential Impact helps not-for-profit leaders elevate effectiveness and develop successful organizational strategies that drive results. Whether you want to level up your leadership, implement an organization-wide coaching culture, or earn your full certified leadership coach designation, Essential Impact can help. Find out more at EssentialImpact.com. 
For more than 20 years, Prince George residents have united with communities across the country to support the annual Relay for Life. The Canadian Cancer Society is urgently seeking volunteers for this year's event. The Society is hoping to return to in-person events, bringing back the beloved Prince George Relay on June 11th. This won't be possible without a team of dedicated volunteers. For a full list of vacant volunteer roles, visit the links page at cfisfm.com. Interested volunteers can also email relay at cancer.ca for more information. If you attended a federal Indian day school, now is your time to make your claim. If you experience harm at your school, you may be eligible to receive a check for compensation. Remember, you need to make your claim before July 13, 2022. See if your school is on the list and get free legal help. Start at IndianDaySchools.com or call 1-844-539-3815. Claim what's yours. This is After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. Now back to an interview from Friday evening's Post to Post show with Julie Abdegrove and Jesse Church talking about the Prince George Iceman. It's all at the same location, well, as much of it as possible is at the same locations. Now, if somebody wanted to, I guess, and Jesse, you might even be doing this because you've done this before and you're doing it in one day, are you figuring that you're going to do the cross-country skiing and then for the first running lake, you're going to run into the ice oval? Because that's the measured distance, basically. And, you know, I've done it for, I've done it twice. Yeah. And I think that if you're a soloist and you're doing it, even if you're doing it for the first time, if you're not doing it as a virtual thing, um, I think that that would probably be the way that I would recommend to do it because yeah. everything does lead into each other quite nicely. Yes. Um, there's obviously other routes that you can take that are probably a little bit flatter than the route from uh, yeah. from Otway to <laughs> to the um, ice oval. to the ice oval, but uh, it's all timed, right? Yes. So you're going to be, you know, if you get in your car after the ski and let your legs tighten up and then you go to a super yeah. flat route, well now, okay, well you're running an easier route, but then you got to get in your car and drive again, right? Yeah, so, it's, so it just makes it way more difficult. So again, if you're a soloist, maybe have gained a range with somebody else to take you out to Otway yeah. and then go to, and again, almost do like what they normally do, go to the ice oval, drop your skates off there, or they can wait until you show up and then give you your skates. Yeah. Yeah. Make and keep track of your runners because you're going to need them again at some point. Yeah, uh, the big the big difference that I heard and Ron was talking about this when he was on on the on the TV um, was at the pool because we're not going to have it set up as the full 50 meter lengths. You might have to do uh, instead of doing what is it? It's I think it's 16 lengths. Yes, normally, it is. normally 16 yes. lengths. You might have to do 32 or Ouch. whatever yeah. it's set up yeah. at. So that's going to be that's going to throw a lot of people for for a bit of a loop. And I'm trying to remember because I know I've heard of one event at least that used to do this was the way they had it set up was you went into the pool at one end and you went up, came back down lane two, went up lane yep. three, and obviously you're not going to be able to do that either. You're going no, to just pick yeah. a lane. Back that's, and forth. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. <laughs> yeah. The two years that I did it, and obviously so, you've done it before, is is that's what it was. It was just, yeah, you and then you're out to prevent congestion. Yeah. yeah. Right? And, uh, yeah, this will be a little bit different than that. Yeah. So, again, is that something where it might not be a bad idea, especially if you are doing it as a soloist, to maybe get in touch with the people at the rink and let them know that you are going to be coming in on this particular day at about this time and they, they may not be able to you know, hold a lane but if they can see that there's nobody really using the pool they might be able to say okay we're going to keep lane one open 
because we've got two or three different people who have told us they're coming in to do the ice man. They're coming in at different times. There is a possibility of that. That yes. would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. But again, the pool can't just say, well, we're going to leave the pool wide open all month for the Iceman compared to... No. I mean, they're only the one week anyway, so they would have to. I wonder if it would be interesting, have Ron do this, because he's much better at this sort of thing. (laughs) Have Ron give the pool... He may have already done this, actually. Have Ron give them a call and see if, for that final week, they could block off one lane of the pool. Yeah, you got to be careful, too, because they have lessons and stuff. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but come on. What's more important? The ice (laughs) man or swimming lessons? Or the Barracuda Swim Club. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's get our priorities (laughs) straight here, people. Now, it's a big question for people like Jesse, of course. What kind of prizes are there? (laughs) Trust me. I am not concerned about the prizes. We have um, quite a few prizes coming in. I don't mm-hmm. know all of them yeah. right now, but we have um, Orange Theory has donated a few things. Oh. Or, well, yeah, sponsored. Yep. Stride and Glide has been huge. Mm, they gave us they a couple hundred dollar gift cards and wow. some neck gaiters, water bottles, mm-hmm. shirts. So, yeah. yeah. Now, are most, cool prizes. are most of these almost like draw prizes then? Or they are... will be weekly draw prizes. Okay. Yeah. But then you will have... Will there be specific prizes, especially for the soloist and the team competition? I believe that's what we will be doing. Okay. Yes. So now, so you got these the prizes. I think there's also, I think there's usually almost like participation prizes, aren't there? Like everybody who registers gets... Yeah, Jesse's pointing. Yeah, this don't worry, Jesse. Yeah, don't worry. I'm going to get some. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the first year that I've done it, actually, where the medal, uh, where they've actually said you're going to get a participation medal and the shirt. Yeah. So yeah. I, Everybody uh, gets wow. a medal and a shirt. Yeah. yeah. Just for signing up. Good. Is it a nice, warm, cozy shirt or something you could actually use? They're long on the sleeves. Di- They're nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it might be something depending on what the temperature is huh, when you're out running or – I don't know. Jesse, you're again a bit more – well, both of you know how to do this. But I'm thinking the skating would probably actually be colder than the run because the skating, uh, you're moving – It depends if the wind's well, blowing yeah. at the skating rink. Yeah, and again, it's, it's down in a bit of a gully. So sometimes the wind just blows right over the top and it's yeah. not that big a deal. But The second the second time that I did it, it was howling oh, yeah. in there. And it was as soon as you rounded that um, – the corner coming back towards uh, <laughs> towards where the pool is, it just hits you right in the chest and you're like, well, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. How many <laughs> pushes you yeah. yeah, exactly. How many yeah. more laps do I got? Yeah. Oh, 12. Perfect. Yeah, 12. <laughs> Can I do them tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing, though, with the ice is every year, when you're talking about the weather, is A, uh, cold. And again, that's where having the full month to do it in is nice. Because if you wake up Monday morning and you're going to doing the run and it's like minus 35, you can say, no, I'm going to do that tomorrow. And again, it, the biggest problem, I guess, would be if it gets too warm, the ice oval. Because I think that's been a problem in the past. It absolutely has been. Yes. And if it gets too cold, I mean, people can jump on their treadmills, right? Yeah. Okay. For the running yeah. portion of yeah. it. Okay. Uh, just about our time because I see they're just about finished the halftime up at uh, Northern Sports Center. Julie, the biggest thing now for people who need to know, where do you go to register? Stride and Glide's website. So just strideandglide.ca, I think it is? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And now, do you know, because I always have to ask this, when it's something like that, is it stride and glide the word, or is it stride ampersand glide? I believe it's the end sign. Okay, yeah. But okay. once you type it in, you can yeah. see it all. Yeah. Okay. 
Julie Abdegrove and Jesse Church talking about the Prince George Iceman, which has actually already started. You can get all the information you need about how to take part in it, though, by going to pgiceman.ca. That, of course, from uh, Friday evening's Post to Post show is when that interview first aired. Take another quick break and be back with some more after nine. AA made all the difference in my life. I noticed that most of the goals I had as a kid were slipping by. I didn't feel like the person I hoped to be. After all those years of drinking, I, I really didn't know myself. When I was out there drinking, I was always looking for the next great party to make me feel all right. With AA, I found a better way of life. And I feel good in my everyday life, even without a drink in my hand. Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Advocate Life and Education Services is looking for volunteers for their Appreciation Committee. Duties include writing thank you cards, making phone calls, and helping out with mailings on a consistent basis. It's a great way to make others feel appreciated and heard. If you have a caring heart and enjoy personal and creative writing, join the Advocate Appreciation Committee. Email bethany at advokate dot ca for more information or to express your interest in joining. The Prince George Firefighters' 24th Annual Harley-Davidson Raffle is underway. In partnership with Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation, funds raised will be designated towards cardiac care for Northern BC. Tickets are just $20 and can be purchased online at harleyraffle.rafflenexus.com. The Prince George Firefighters' 24th Annual Harley-Davidson Raffle, in support of the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation, draw date is April 15th. Forecast from Environment Canada, snow today, wind from the south at 20, a high of minus 10 with a wind chill this morning to minus 27. More snow tonight, south winds becoming light early this evening, temperature rising to minus 6. For Thursday, cloudy with snow beginning near noon, winter to 15K. A high of minus 3 with an afternoon wind chill to minus 8. You're listening to After 9 on Prince George's Community Station, 93.1 CFIS-FM. So, Steve, I'm not sure. Does one morning qualify as a cold snap? Because that's what we're getting today. Well, yeah, but it's it's going to go away. Like, I well, can't believe I mean. it's, it's going to be like tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, even yesterday wasn't bad no. for cold. And then all of a sudden, overnight, the temperature dropped. But now, all through today, it's supposed to keep rising until, like, I think, like, 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. It's minus 5. It just keeps going up. Yeah. But um, a fair bit of snow. in Well, some snow in the forecast. We're supposed to be getting the snow most of the day. What would they say? 5 centimeters? 5 centimeters. Okay. Yeah. That's today. And then I think there's some more this evening because they always split it up. Well, that's only a couple inches. But the reason I was asking if that qualifies as a cold snap is because some good news a couple of days ago. Cold Snap Music Festival has been rescheduled. It is now going to be held March 25th until April the 2nd. Okay. And they do have some... I'm pretty sure on their website, coldsnapfestival.com, they've got pictures of some of the artists who will be there. And I'm pretty sure these are people who were scheduled to be there already in the previous incarnation of it, which was supposed to start, what, middle of this month, I yeah. want to say? Yeah. Right around the corner. Um, they've got like Genevieve Jade, Kim Gucci, group called The North Sound, Murray Porter, The Boom Booms. I, I, all of those names sound familiar in terms of they were on the original schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what it's going to end up being is possibly some of the artists who they had scheduled coming in from out of town may not be able to make the new dates, but they'll find people who can. Yeah. And 
later this week they are anticipating releasing what the setup is going to be in terms of what venue they're going to be using and um, what the arrangement is going to be for tickets and for live stream because I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing both again. So all the artists basically in the Prince George and outlying area are still a go. Looks like it, yeah. 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 Which makes sense because, again, there's not much going on for them to go to. So... <laughs> But that'll be good because, then again, those are the familiar names that people like to listen to locally. And it'll be nice to be able to do it live. Mm-hmm. But, Wouldn't uh, it? Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Something else which is a go and is actually starting Friday at Theatre Northwest. Their new show, um, Power, or sorry, Glory by Tracy Power. I keep wanting to say it's, the name Power, is Power, yeah. but it's Glory by Tracy Power. And it's based on a women's hockey team from the 1930s. And apparently some of the hockey scenes, they do hockey scenes on stage, but they don't have ice, obviously. And they are choreographed, and the fellow playing, I think he's playing the women's team's coach is also the guy who's probably done a fair bit of the music, and he's fairly familiar to people on um, CFIS, William Kuklis. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So he will be in it as well. And that starts Friday, runs until February 23rd. Again, it's at Theatre Northwest. And again, they are still under the um, COVID restrictions in terms of how many people they can have in and everything. And you've got to get your tickets ahead of time, da-da-da-da. And that's passport and everything? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, of course, the other one they've got coming up isn't until the middle of April, so who knows what will have happened by then. We're starting to hear some rumblings out of Victoria, but they may be loosening a lot of the restrictions. And that would be nice. April the 14th until May the 4th, Mum's the Word, which is, I guess it's almost like a series of little plays Mm -hmm. about six women who are all mothers. They're the ones who wrote the uh, little bits and pieces. And one of the reasons they are hoping that they can have more of an audience is because what they would like to do is, at least at some of the performances, at the end of the show, have people in the audience describe their experiences with being moms. There you go. So kind of a nice idea. And the other thing I was noticing was looking at because they had the Marvelous Wonderettes already. Really good show. Then they've got Glory, and then they've got Mums the Word. The first and the last are shows that they originally had scheduled for last year and had to postpone. Mm-hmm. But, of course, they still had the rights to them. So they were able to hang on to them, which was kind of nice. And then putting in Glory, which is... Gee, I wonder how well a play about hockey will go over in Prince George in the middle of winter. Hmm. <laughs> I think it, it should, should do It should do well. okay. Yeah. Yes. Especially since there is some music involved. And again, interesting, the Marvelous Wonderettes, jukebox musical... Music from the 50s in the first act and I think the 60s in the second act because it was like 10 years later for the the Wonderettes. See, every time I hear the Wonderettes, I always think of there's 20 of them. Yeah. There were four. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the uh, glory, the music in it is from the 1930s. So there's probably going to be a fair bit of like swing type music, which when you think about it, would make for fairly good choreography for a hockey scene. Well, swing music, music, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Wagner's wing operas and stuff like that wouldn't be very good uh, for no hockey scenes, no. Unless you had a fight going on, <laughs> but no. 
But we will get away from that. And another show that is coming up that we still know of is um, a rockabilly dust-up happening over at the Amanika Arts Center on Victoria Street, February the 11th, so that's a week from Friday, mm-hmm. and it's featuring the Chevys, local group. Yes. Fairly well-known. I think they may have had one other show already. They had a show uh, just, what, yeah. last weekend? Last weekend or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Buskers? I can't remember. But this one is a uh, hillbilly, a rockabilly dust-up on February the 11th. Doors open at 7. The show starts at 8. And tickets, you can only get them at the door. Mm-hmm. $15 at the door. Omnica Arts Center, uh, which is 369 Victoria Street. And so they, again, are starting to open up for live performances as well. So that's good to see. Because we've got them. We've got Theatre Northwest, obviously, has still been going. Um, CN Center, hopefully. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't. And I can understand why um, the Offspring and Simple Plan pulled the plug sort of when they did, even though it was still mm-hmm. a while, ways before their show, because I think they explained on social media they didn't want to have to wait until like a week before and then pull the plug yeah, because of COVID restrictions. So they said, no, we <clears throat> can't guarantee that things won't be getting worse. We don't want to sell X number of tickets then have to you know, refund half of them or whatever. So easier just to say, no, sorry, we'll come back in a couple of years. And we will come back in a couple of minutes to wrap things up on After 9. I didn't think it was possible for me to be an alcoholic. I was 24 with a good career. I thought I was too smart and that alcoholism only happened to middle-aged men and celebrities. I thought something else was making me sick, shaky, and afraid to face people. Then I found AA and discovered it wasn't something else. It was alcohol. AA helped me find a new life. Visit aa.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Bring your favorite papers and drawing tools to Two Rivers Gallery Tuesday evenings for self-directed life drawing. Easels, clips, and drawing boards are provided. Just bring your desire to create and a drop-in fee of $20. Registration is available through the link in the Featured Programs section at tworiversgallery.ca. Self-directed life drawing. Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 through March 8th at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. The National Greening Program, run by Tree Canada, is dedicated to planting seedling trees across Canada in BC, the Prairies, Ontario, Quebec and the Atlantic. They prioritize planting on indigenous and public lands and planting areas of natural and human-caused disturbance. The trees they plant help filter the air and water and sequester carbon, among other positive impacts. To learn more or get involved, go to treecanada.ca. A solid foundation for new and aspiring not-for-profit managers can mean the difference between moving forward or feeling stuck. Vantage Point's Essentials for New Managers covers tools and approaches to achieve success in new management roles. Take part to dissect topics like your role as a manager and supporting your team's performance. Registration and full details are available at thevantagepoint.ca. Level up your management skills over three Tuesday evening sessions. Essentials for New Managers from Vantage Point, starting February 8th via Zoom. Keeping you up to date on current news and events in and around Prince George. This is After 9 on 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
Well, in the last part, we were talking about the good news on events that are coming up in the near future in Prince George, such as Cold Snap Festival and the Chevys and uh, Power. Um, unfortunately, we've had a couple of other things that have had to cancel the... I can't remember if I mentioned this one last week or not, the Northern BC Home and Garden Show. Yes. Which was scheduled for the end of April. They've pulled the plug again. Same reason. They didn't want to get closer and then have to pull the plug. Just do it now. Let the vendors and everybody know. Nope, not going to happen. And the other thing, which would have been happening next weekend, I guess, is Downtown Winterfest. They said, no, we're not going to go with it this year. They're hoping to return next year. They said the good news is um, there is a thing called the BC Fairs, Festivals, and Events Recovery Fund from the provincial government, mm-hmm. which they were getting some money from. Well, that has been extended. So they will still be able to use that funding for next year okay. when they do it again. Okay. But, I mean, I'm looking out there and thinking, right now, looking at the weather and thinking about what the temperature is going to be, this would be, if you could have the crowds of people, this would be a great time to have Winterfest. Be a good weekend. Yeah. A little bit of snow, which makes it feel more like winter, but it's not too cold. And I don't think there's supposed to be much in the way of wind either. Well, that's the main factor. When oh, I know. You know? Yeah, you get minus 10, and if it's just minus 10, oh, that's nothing. That's like... You, That's t-shirt weather. You get minus 10 with even a 15-kilometer-an-hour wind, even just from the south, just the fact that it's a wind. Yeah. It gets chilly in a hurry. And you can't walk backwards all the time. No, unfortunately. <laughs> well, you can, but the odds are you're going to fall over at some point. Uh, talking again before the break about how some local music venues are starting to open up again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't remember if they've got anything on before this one or not, but announced just, I think, yesterday or the day before, Celtic Illusion, Modern Irish Dance and Magic, coming to the CN Center on April the 2nd. Hmm. So uh, it sounds like it's quite interesting. The, uh, the fellow who is um, choreographing it and created it is named Anthony Street. He's an Australian who has performed in Lord of the Dance. Uh-huh. So you've got an Australian who does know how to do, to do Irish dance. Okay. Yeah, I don't know whether he does it on his head. I don't think so. But I had to throw that in. You know that, Steve. Of course. Yes. Uh, tickets for Celtic Illusion actually go on sale um, Friday, starting at 10 at ticketsnorth.ca. So again, it is happening April the 2nd. It's part of a... Uh, North American Tour, and we're actually one of the first dates. They've got the full schedule on the press release, media release, and uh, it starts in Lethbridge, excuse me, on March 31st, then we're April the 2nd, so we're the second date on the show. Should be a festive show. I think so, and especially since it will be the first... Lots of spirit. Well, yeah, because I'm trying to remember Dallas Smith show, the country show. I want to say that's in May... Yeah, I think so. I think so. So this would be Number the one. first major non-sports <laughs> event at CN. So, well, well, yes, I can say non-sports event because, of course, there is a major sports event coming up there in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, that's close, too. Yeah, World Women's Curling. Scotty's is underway right now out in Thunder Bay. 
So by Sunday, we will know who the Canadian representative will be. And one of the teams that's doing really well is the team that is familiar with Prince George, Carrie Anderson's team. They were the ones who two years ago were here and all set to go, and then the day before, day before. got the plug pulled. Yeah, day before. Yeah, and they, the last time I checked, they were still undefeated in their pool at the Scotties. So, decent chance they would be coming back. And this, if they win the Scotties, this will be their third Scotties in a row. Oh. Which is rather unusual, yes. Now, of course, one of the teams that isn't at the Scotties is the Jennifer Jones team. Yes. Because they're at the Olympics. At the Olympics. And another curler who isn't at the Scotties, even though her team is, is Rachel Holman. Yeah. Emma Miskew skipping the team. And it's funny because half the time you see it listed as Team Holman. And then the other half of the time it's listed as Team Miskew. So I'm not too sure. But Holman, if you're interested, she and John Morris will be on the ice in Beijing 5 o'clock this evening our time in the first round of the – in their first game in the mixed doubles – Curling, which is it, and you're saying Luge, I think, is the other one? Luge is the other that got started. Yeah, that got started a couple of days, because the opening ceremonies, I think, aren't until Friday. Yeah, Friday. This is where it gets confusing, though. It's okay, they're Friday, but is that Friday Beijing time, or is that Friday our time, and what time is it? It's Friday. Yeah. But uh, no, so 5 o'clock this evening, Rachel Holman, John Morris, Going up against Great Britain, Great Britain won their first game. They curled in the opening draw. They won their game, and they're curling their second draw. And, of course, John Morris is a defending Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. 2018, he teamed up with Caitlin Laws to win the mixed doubles. And I think that was the first year for the mixed doubles. And, of course, Caitlin is back in Beijing this year. She's curling third with Jennifer Jones. <laughs> Which she couldn't do in 2018 because she was in the mixed doubles. Mm-hmm. So even though I think it was Jones was at the Olympics that year, mm-hmm. and she had to have a different player curling with her. But uh, no, it it gets kind of confusing because the thing is, you're not allowed to play in more than one event. Now there is sort of a way around that, and it almost happened this year. Um, Lisa Wagle is was in the mixed doubles, but they didn't go on, so they just named Holman and Morris as the Canadian representatives for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Wagle is over in Beijing anyways with the Jennifer Jones team, but she's listed as their fifth. So because she's technically not on the team of four, she would have been able to curl in mixed doubles over there. But they've got her listed as number five. They've got her listed as the fifth, so she's sort of the spare. But a lot of times when you get to the events like this, like at the World Championships, the Olympics and stuff like that, teams will do their best to make sure that their fifth player, their spare, gets onto the ice at some point. Okay. I think for one thing, they have to curl to be awarded a medal. I'm not sure. It seems kind of unfair to me to say, well, yeah, you were really, the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure, but I have noticed because, um, like, especially at World Championships, Canada, a lot of times, halfway through a game, will switch and bring in their fifth to curl the second half of the game for for one of their regular players. Mm-hmm. 
which is kind of neat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good way to let them get in. Well, you so, got 30 seconds. That, yeah, I, was, I can see the clock, Steve. I know what I'm doing sometimes. Well, you know, age is setting in. Yeah. Um, but um, so tomorrow after nine, I believe it again is Diana, Di- Diana Bell. Diana Bell. And Trudy Clausen will be hosting tomorrow after 9. After 9 is a daily presentation of CFIS-FM. After 9 is produced by Alan Wishart, Echo Wiley, Trudy Clausen, and Rez Krebs. Executive producer is Reg Fair with technical assistance from Stephen Smith. Additional contributors include CBC News and the National Campus and Community Radio Association. Theme music is by The Ebbs. For a rebroadcast of today's program, check out the podcast link at cfisfm.ca. To provide feedback or suggestions for the show, please email cfisfm at yahoo.ca. CA. This is 93 by 1 CFIS FM. Prince George, probably supported by community.